Well, hello there and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit and financial life in order, then you, my friend, are in the right place. But before we get started, a word from the sponsor of this episode, and the sponsor of this episode is... You guessed it, it is me, myself, and I. I just wanted to have a quick word with you about the new year. So the new year, big time, especially for business owners, we're always setting big goals, lots of exciting stuff happening. But I also, of course, feel like I would not be doing my job if I did not remind you of all of the legal and tax considerations that come with the new year. So if you've been thinking about forming an LLC or an S-Corp for a while, now would be the ideal time to do that, get it up and running for the new year. We also are quickly approaching tax season, so we have some steps that we can take care of there as well. We need to get our books up to date, all sorts of good stuff. No time like the present and certainly no time like the new year to get rolling on these things. So if you want some help with all of that, um, you know I, I got your back. I can help you inside of my signature program, which is called The Profit Rx. You can get all of the information at theprofitrx.com. Go check it out and join us. And to give you yet another sneak peek of what you can learn inside of the program, I'm going to be continuing going through our step in the Profit Rx Profit Plan, all about cash flow management and profit optimization. So I haven't talked about this much on the past episodes um, about the actual structure of the program, but I have been going through a lot of the content. So just to give you a broad overview The first three steps in the profit plan, which is the framework I teach inside the program, have a lot to do with all of the legal foundations that you need to put into your business so that your profits are protected once you earn them. And then step number four is all about cash flow management and optimizing profit. So how do we optimize your profits and then how do we get those profits into your personal bank account working towards your personal goals? In step five, we get into bookkeeping and accounting, and then from there we build and implement intellectual property protections, uh, systems, personal finances, and more. So I'm going to continue talking to you about some of the profit optimization. In fact, this episode I have tentatively titled, How to Start Optimizing Your Profit. In the last solo episode I recorded, we talked about this concept of growing your business, scaling your business, or allowing your business to flail on what I call the what the fuck happened to my money hamster wheel. That's not a place where we want to be, okay? So if you haven't listened to that one, you might want to go back and give it a listen. In this episode, we're going to start with our optimization topic by talking about a concept that I call the profit matrix. So once you've built your fundamentals and have a consistent client base in your business, you want to focus on scaling or growing as much as possible while finding the sweet spot between revenue, profit, and the number of hours worked. And now I should say, I did say we're going to focus on growing your business as much as possible, but I should say we want to focus on growing the business as much as possible to the extent that you still want to grow it. We're going to talk about this a little bit more in a few minutes, but recently I've been listening to the audiobook of, I think it's called A Company of One, so this topic, this concept is really 
top of mind for me. We don't all have to have massive business empires. That's okay. That doesn't need to be our goal. All right. So I have an image uh, in the text. It's basically a Venn diagram where one of the circles is hours worked, one of the circles is revenue, and one of the circles is profit. And then in the middle of those three things, we have what I call the sweet spot. And this graphic I call the profit matrix. It looks a bit different for everyone, but the principles are the same. For example, with this profit matrix, you can have really high revenue and you can have really high profit if you're doing all the work yourself. That makes sense, right? Because your hours are going to be through the roof. Um, you're going to be highly profitable because you're not paying other people to help you, but that means you're also working all the time. Uh, is it worth doubling your profit if you also have to double your workload? It's not a trick question. That's a very, it's a very genuine question, right? If you're in the beginning of your business and you have very few clients and you're only working two hours a day, you might be more than happy to double your workload, to double your income. But we all hit a point where that's not really feasible anymore. Or uh, with this profit matrix, you could work very few hours in your business, but you could hire a full-time employee, which may increase your expenses and revenue, but decrease your profit. Like, I think a lot of people in business, or not a lot of people, but some people eventually plan on retiring out of their business. At that point, you could decide to close your business, or you could bring on someone to take over your business when you leave. And at that point, you may no longer be an employee of your business. Like at this point, we probably have an S-corp, right? We're on salary. We're the uh, beneficial owner of the company, but we're also an employee of the company. And if we retired and hand handed over the reins to someone else in the company, we may no longer take a salary, but we still might take a profit distribution. So our profitable share of the business is going to go way down, but we might not be doing any work. Like how great would that be though? If we could all get to the point in business where we say, you know what, I did all the work, saved all the money for my retirement, and now I might only be enjoying 10% of the profits from this business, but I'm doing 0% of the work. So that's kind of the extreme opposite example of that first example that I gave, working twice as much for twice the money. Your goal uh, in your own business is to determine your sweet spot and work towards it, and this sweet spot may vary based on where you are in life. So if you have young kids, your sweet spot might trade off a bit of profit, for more time. You might be willing to hire a few more people to put more, give more time for yourself. That may flip a few years later. The good news is um, that you get to decide what your profit matrix looks like. And the additional good news is, is that we can also expand the sweet spot as well. So if you want to visualize with me for a second, I have in our Profit RX textbook two visual examples. In one example, we have a Venn diagram where the circles are very close together. That creates a much larger sweet spot in this profit matrix. And in the other example, they're very small apart. So which diagram would we want to see in our business? It would be the one with the larger sweet spot. Okay? We create that by optimizing our profit and by implementing efficient scaling strategies in our business. So there are probably many ways that we can optimize our profit, but I like to look at three big ways. So we can decrease our expenses, we can increase our revenue, or we can change our revenue mix. So these are our ways to optimize profit. Let's break them down. So starting with decreasing expenses. The lower our expenses, the higher our profit. Makes sense, right? If we're, again, I always use the number $100,000 because it's easy math. For 
ha- if we have revenue of $100,000 in the year and expenses of $50,000, we're at 50% profit. A really easy way to increase our profit would be to cut out expenses. If we decrease our expenses from $50,000 to $40,000, now we have 60% profit. Super simple. We all get that. But how do we decrease expenses without effing up our sweet spot? It's simple. We, when we look at expenses, we have to ask ourselves two questions. One, does this expense allow me to work less? Will cutting it take me out of my sweet spot and make me work more than I want? Because again, although we do want to increase our profit, if cutting a, you know, $1,000 expense is going to take out automations in your business that make your life a lot easier, that saves you a lot of time, maybe that extra $1,000 in profit is not worth working X number of hours more. So that's something you have to consider. Ask yourself that first question. Question number two. Will cutting this expense decrease my revenue and my take-home pay? If $10 spent brings in $15, it's a net benefit. So if you're spending, you know, if you're spending $500 a month on advertisements that bring in $1,000 a month in revenue, that's probably not something we're going to want to cut out. Unless, (laughs) this this is the big if, Unless it costs you more than $500 to deliver on that service, right? Because then your marginal, your marginal profit is less than zero. So let me say that again in case it was confusing. If you're going to spend $500 to get a $1,000 client, your profit is already decreased to $500, right? So we need to ask ourselves, is it delivering that service or that product worth the $500? If not, then that might not be an expense we want to take on. So lots of things to consider, but the main takeaway here is ask yourself these questions about your expenses. What's the benefit of the expense before you just go cutting it? Soon, um, after you consider this, uh, if you're in my program, you would go into what we call the profit recipe. I'll explain that in a second. So the next way to optimize your profit is to increase revenue. So increasing revenue may actually be the quickest and simplest way to increase profit, particularly once you have an established business. Assume we have a big payment deadline coming up. We're a little short on cash. Let's say $1,000 short to be exact. Ask yourself, is it easier to quickly shave $1,000 off our monthly expenses or to make an extra $1,000 quickly? I personally would argue that making the extra money would be more doable for most business owners. This is great. It uh, This is great, especially if it doesn't cost us anything to make that money. As you reach toward profit targets, your only consideration uh, only considerations are whether a profit increase will disrupt your profit matrix sweet spot. It probably won't. Back in my first year of business, I would drive down to my WeWork office in downtown San Diego. I'd sit at my desk from about 8 a.m. to about 3 p.m. every day, not including extended lunch breaks and ping pong breaks. We played a lot of ping pong, drank at the beer tap, went to the taco stand. I worked um, around <laughs> around those times. I had ample time um, because, honestly, I had very few clients. And the time I did spend working, I was kind of just making up projects for myself. That's how I felt. I spent a lot of time just twiddling my thumbs. In this stage of business, we invent projects to keep ourselves busy, like I mentioned I was doing. This may even make us feel busier than we actually are or need to be. The point here is that it may take a while until you run 
like until you actually run out of capacity for new clients or business. Until then, increasing your revenue shouldn't mess up your ideal sweet spot. So I really kind of experienced this portion firsthand when I did um, Rachel Rogers 10K in 10 Days Challenge a few months ago. I think that was... It was either in July or August. I'm not sure, but I did record a podcast episode about that. I listened to Rachel's audiobook, We Should All Be Millionaires. Highly recommend if you want to download that. And in there, um, at the end of the book, Rachel challenges you to take her 10K and 10 Days Challenge. It's not, you know, super fancy. She doesn't have this, like, super like, complicated, like, novel system for that. It's just simply you're going to challenge yourself to make $10,000 in 10 days. And then she gives a lot of ideas and suggestions on different ways you could do that. Like you could sell a bunch of stuff on Facebook or offer up. You could create a new offer in your business, put out a uh, offer to work with you one on one. That's what I did. I offered a VIP day, like coaching services, essentially like a three hour one on one with me. For $1,000, I think I sold eight of those, and then I did another little promotion as well. So that's when it kind of hit me that when it comes to increasing our profit, sure, we can cut expenses, but increasing revenue is also an option. And if we really want to hustle after that, um, again, we don't want to hustle all the time. That makes us very tired. But if we need to do it in short bursts to increase our profit margin in order to reach certain goals, certainly doable. So the next way we can increase and optimize our profit is to change our revenue mix. So we talked a little bit about marginal profits a few episodes ago. Uh, we're going to revisit that topic here. So we're going to revisit the photography example where we had our photographer who made 70% of their money from weddings, 10% from newborn photography, 15% from uh, family portraits, and 5% from senior portraits. Changing your revenue mix can increase profits by focusing on those services with higher margins, but it can also change your perception. You know that one hour worked for a pain in the ass client can feel like three hours. Have you ever been there, right? Like you're doing the math or maybe even it's, it's like a task that you hate doing where one task you could do all day long and you just love it. It feels like the time flies and another task only takes you an hour once a month, but you put it off and off and off because you hate it. That's all perception. Um, so on the flip side of that pain in the ass client, the one hour with a dream client can feel like 20 minutes. While perception might not leave us with uh, more or fewer hours in the day, it can impact our stress levels and our enjoyment in business, which is a very real effect on our profit matrix sweet spot. So we don't want to overlook that variable. Uh, as an example, I love doing content creation. Um, that's why if you ever join my programs, you'll know that we have a lot of resources. Um, I think they're all fantastic, obviously, toot my own horn. That's because I created them. But I do that because I really enjoy it. So we have a lot of blog posts, a lot of podcast episodes as well. It's not uncommon for me to be working on these things at like 8 p.m. on a Saturday just because I want to. However, to be perfectly honest with you all, writing a contract on a weekend, never going to happen. Um, not something that I want to be doing. So that's not something I prioritize in my sweet spot. So this last idea, changing your revenue mix, essentially it's you have two takeaways here. You can put more time and effort into the things that are more profitable on paper, 
that's verified by the numbers, right? Number-driven decisions. And then we also have those things that are less number-driven, right? So changing our revenue mix by maybe not prioritizing things that are more profitable straight by the numbers, but that are more enjoyable to ourselves. We can't overlook that. I want to wrap up here with a quick note on marketing. Just because something has a high margin uh, and we love it does not mean that we can put all of our eggs in that basket. Why? Well, there's lots of reasons, but the reason I want to point out here is because people still have to want to buy it. If it's too hard to sell, we will spend way too much time marketing, which actually eats into our margins. Don't neglect the how easy is it to sell this factor. Something with lower margin may be a great offer if it sells with almost zero effort. You just need to really dial in the effort it takes to deliver on the offer so that it remains scalable. So this is something, this is actually something that I feel like I learned myself the hard way. Like I've had certain offers or programs where the margins are very, very high. It means I make a lot of profit for each thing that I sell. Um, but due to the messaging or due to the, to the need or the time of year, it's just not something that a lot of people want to buy. Like it's very appealing to a very specific subset of people. Um, but if there aren't enough people to buy that thing on a regular basis, I can't just go all in on that, even though I love it and it has great margins. I mean, honestly, maybe I could if I got a really, really fantastic marketing coach. Um, but we want to weigh that in consideration of other things which might not be as profitable, but are a lot easier to sell. So something to think about as you're moving forward. So this was our episode on optimizing profit. I hope that you found it um, very useful and informative. Uh, let me know on Instagram. I've been sharing on the past few episodes that I would love for you to share, uh, share about the episode on your Instagram stories. Give us a tag. Tell us what you learned. Um, I'm putting a big effort in trying to up-level the quality and the content here on the podcast.